You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. International Poppy Franco Varga, and you're now listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast, the biggest podcast ever <laughs> you're listening to Stu's wrestling podcast it's time your host Stu Palmer we are back but this time we are back with the UFC my former co-host and cousin Chris Hume Loves all things at UFC. He is a staunch UFC MMA man. And it is episode 145 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. And finally, Chris, we are here. John Jones makes his heavyweight debut. I know you've been waiting for so long for this. But an absolute mammoth test taking on Cyril Gant, a man you've been so hot on for so long too. For the world title for the gold at heavyweight. What have you got to say? What have you got to say? I know you've got plenty to say. Quite conflicting, really, you know, because we, we spoke a lot about um, Serial Garn when uh, we did Big Fight Weekly. And when we first started, you asked who I, what we keep an eye out for. And our very first episode, I said to you, Serial Garn, you know, three years ago, then, you know, and, you know, he's he's climbed the ladder, he's become interim. You know, he fought um, Francis Ngannou for the title last year, didn't he? Um, and quite, you know, a lot of people say it's quite dubious decision win for Francis Ngannou in that fight. Um, but you know, he, he's he's gotten better, and you know, his fight against Tai Tuivasa, who was super hot at the time, made mince meat of him. He did get caught, of course, because Tai Tuivasa hits extremely hard. But it's very conflicting because obviously we spoke. I've spoke so highly about Serial Gun, and then we go to John Jones, who is the goat. East Stewart is the best fighter. To grace UFC, not as a, a Tito or a Chuck Liddell or a Ken Shamrock or an Anderson Silva, but I mean someone who's been nurtured by the UFC as a youngster and, and, and built a legacy within UFC. This is what I mean by saying the best that UFC's had. I don't mean by a legendary status as a fighter who already has an establishment already, but this guy's grown in, in the UFC. And um, yeah, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because I like both fighters. And, you know, I mean, wanting to see John Jones in this next level for a long time. We've they've spoke about John Jones going up to heavyweight for so long. And now it's here. I'm excited to see where it where it goes. And can John Jones translate all the skill set he's developed at like heavyweight to heavyweight? And can he take a punch from a heavyweight? These are the questions that are going to be answered. You know, people are saying, well, you know, Syria Garn doesn't hit hard. Well, he does. Just ask Tai Tuivasa when he dropped him in the last fight. Just ask Derek Lewis when he finished him. Tai Tuivasa uh, struggled with the, the, the output that Serial Gone give out. Can John Jones take the output that Serial Gone comes in? Because it's not just knock punches. He sets a lot of things up between his knees, his elbows, uses takedowns, which obviously going to be a different story with John Jones being a wrestler as well. 
it's just so many fundamentals going into this. And I'm excited to see it. And I'm obviously excited to see what John Jones we're going to get because we haven't seen a, a perfect John Jones, have we, for quite a while. His last two fights at light heavyweight were very, um, very hit and miss. So it's a long time out, isn't it? And I just say Cyril, Cyril Gunn as well. Cyril Gunn moves. He, he moves like a middleweight. He, he's he's pacey, man. He's got he's got speed, doesn't he? Which mm. a lot of guys don't have up there. And I'd say what John Jones. If I just put the graphic up here, Chris, uh, this is the latest Vegas odds that I've got. Obviously, that could change leading up to tomorrow. It's mm. it, it's very tight on the Vegas odds, there, isn't it, Chris? Uh, but people, yeah. people, Jones is just edging it. Does that surprise you? No, because you've got to remember, John Jones fought 12 years worth of uh, title fights. Serial uh, Gone has only had a, one title fight. If, if you class interim, then yes, he's had two. But uh, uh, an actual title fight as against a champion, he's had one. But John Jones has had, you know, 12 years worth, you know, of title fights. I think I think they're looking at is is experience, isn't it? And John Jones, pretty much our most champions in the UFC, has got the most title fighting experience, and he's been in with a lot of killers. But I do get what you mean with Siragon. He does move around a lot quicker. It's unbelievable. It, it's unbelievable. <clears throat> you get you get guys at this though, don't you? Just but but the trend, as it were, and the athletes and all that. He he's. He's limber. He's limber, but I should say, look how multifaceted John Jones is. But then, in the same token as you said, what Cyril Gam brings to the game, yes, striking superb, but multi, both guys multifaceted. But then, mm. I'm taking what you're saying about look how many championship fights John Jones has had, and he fought the creme de la creme in that division. He did, yeah. And he would have had more fights, Chris, than than he's had had his yeah. personal stuff not not occurred. So. Yeah, it, mm. I'm, I'm like you, I'm like you, especially going up, but what a test, but it just goes to show, doesn't it, the type of guy John Jones is, going straight in at the deep end. Well, he has to go to the deep end. You couldn't have him against no one other than the champion. At the end of the day, John Jones was a champion three years ago. Love him or hate him. He dominated 205. He beat the best of the best. He beat an on-form Daniel Cormier enough times. And finished Daniel Cormier. Yes, that got chalked off, but you know, he did finish Daniel Cormier. And Daniel Cormier at that point was extremely hot and he was beating everyone when John Jones was away. So John Jones came away and 12 months after beat Daniel Cormier. Um, it's got a it's, it's like I say, it's so many fundamentals, and there's so much like my head, the clog is going back and forward, and it's like you try and envision where things are gonna go. John Jones has probably one of the best fight IQs I think I've ever seen in a long, long time in um, mixed martial arts. He knows what to throw. He knows what's damaging. He knows when to take you down. He knows how to dirty box. And the guy also, don't forget to do it, but he fought Glover Teixeira. And Glover Teixeira at that time, before obviously Glover Teixeira won the title last year, was the bad man. People were scared of his striking. And what did John Jones do, Stuart? Took him right up it and fought him at the striking range, dirty boxing up against the cage and destroyed Glover Teixeira, minus the eye pokes. But, you know, that John Jones loves his eye pokes. And unfortunately, that's the one of them that caught Glover, uh, you know, that really changed about for him. But this is what John Jones can do. And this is why he's so experienced, egotistical, doesn't give a shit. And he'll fight someone at their best just to prove a point. Maybe I think heavyweight might not be the best because one punch can change a fight at heavyweight. 
and you've seen that enough times over the years. But I think Tiragon can move out the way of things and really frustrate John Jones in those areas where John Jones can't just push him up against the cage and, and unleash elbows or really tighten punches. Tiragon can pivot and use his, his legs, his long legs, to move around the cage to make John Jones work hard. These, like again, like I keep saying, it's the fundamentals of how challenging this is going to be for John Jones. Yes, he has, as we have said, he's been a champion for a very long time, hasn't fought for a very long time. In those few year, three years, he's been off learning and getting better and moving himself up to heavyweight. Serial Garden has jumped on the scene and changed the way I think people look at heavyweights. You know, I mean, they only see heavyweights do it is power punches and then a gas out. Serial Garn doesn't do things like that. He does knock you out though, but what I mean is he's changed the, the game. Him and like Tom Aspinall are the, are the different style heavyweights we're seeing now that are coming through. It's amazing. It is amazing. I just, I just think causing, <laughs> it's just like there's questions, isn't there? And, and, they won't, won't. and they won't be answered. They won't be answered until, you know, the first punch is thrown or is he going to try and take him down, you know, on, on both sides here, on both sides. Do you think ring ring rust, octagon rust will come into play for John Jones or is that not a fact that the, the man, the calibre of John Jones experience? Or do you think he could be rusty, Chris? Obviously, he's been training, you know, for quite some time, getting ready for this. But will ring rust be a factor? I'd like to ask you that. I don't, I don't, with elite, elite, Stuart, we all just speak about elite fighters, but then I'm talking yeah. about elite, elite fighters. I don't think it does. I think it's just a saying, and I think it's an excuse that a lot of fighters use out there when they've been out of the game for too long. But, I mean, if you look at John Jones, he hasn't fought, but he's been training, he's been learning, he's been in with a lot of big men, former UFC heavyweights. Okay, some of them aren't didn't really reach high echelons of the of the division, but the big guys, you know what I mean, are going to push him and and really push pull their weight on him, and you know to get that understanding of the heavyweight division and heavyweight fighters. I don't think it's going to be a problem for him. I think, as you say, again, it's experience. I think that's gonna is going to tell in this fight, but it, it's the difference of a fighter. People say, and I think he's even come out and said, "Oh, Tiago Santos, when I fought him, is a better kickboxer, hits harder, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. That's a light heavyweight. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now, you, you're taking someone who like Tiago Santos and moving him up to heavyweight where punch, punching power is a lot more devastating than it is at 205. And, you know, John Jones isn't notoriously known for knocking people out. He, he's known for numbers and takedowns, flashy spinning back kicks, spinning elbows, you know, suplexes like he did to the late, great Stefan Bonner when he was bursting on the scene. I don't think you can do that to a heavyweight. The flashy side of the strikes, yes, but I mean by he's not going to pick Cyril Garner and suplex him to the ground. It, 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 he's going to have to change his approach, and you know he has been getting caught. He got caught a lot by Dominic Reyes, Sydney, in his Which last. Some people had Reyes winning that fight. It, it was very, yeah. it was very much, very much akin 
to Gustafsson, the first fight, wasn't it? I agree. Where you, I remember you telling me at the time, this is very, you, you could have made a case for Reyes in, in the same token as Gustafsson all them years ago, one of the greatest fights ever. And yeah, that's, that's one of them. So, yeah, quite, quite right, as you've said. Chris, I've got to ask you now, will mm. it go the full five? Not many fights at heavyweight do. Mm. If I had to press you for a prediction, I, I don't see John John Jones finishing Cyril Garner. I, I think it's going to take a lot to get someone like Cyril Garner out of there because he uses a lot of his, a lot of skill set. In 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 a case, what I'm trying to say is, is he uses a lot of his length. He uses his kicks. He uses his speed. He uses his movement. I think you know if Francis and Garner, who's probably one of the hardest hitters in the world, can't get Cyril Garner out of, out of the octagon, and and he did catch Cyril Garner, and Cyril Garner did take him. I think it goes back to what Ngannou did to Cyril Ghan, which shocked everyone, and he used wrestling. And I think no one's really any better than John Jones at using rest, collegiate wrestling and MMA wrestling to stifle his opponent and then beat him on the ground. I think if this fight's to finish, I think John Jones has got to probably submit him. I can't see him knocking Cyril Ghan out. So for me, I'd probably go, if I'm pushed, probably... Unanimous decision to John Jones because I think if he uses his experience and his IQ that he has, he can just pick and chip away at Serial Garn and take him down, frustrate him that way, and pick his shots. Because I know the pressure is John, on John Jones in this fight, but he thrives on that. Serial Garn's not fought anyone like John, like John Jones. He's fought Yesin Garn, yeah. but he hasn't fought someone who can work you out. And use angles that you've never seen before. You can watch him all on the TV and you can play him on the in the game, but actually fighting John Jones and working him out was a whole different ball game. A puzzle. Quite yeah. quite the puzzle. And that, like you say, you're not taking anywhere anything away from Cyril Gan because on his day he can do something. But yeah, I I think I think you're veering you're veering towards Jones, I think. Yeah, I think I think, but you know, I mean. We haven't seen John Jones take a punch from a heavyweight yet. No, and this this is this is what we want, man. This is what you want before, obviously, early hours Sunday morning for us. This, yeah. this is what gets you excited because it's the unknown, isn't it? And we've got we've got to see something happen, and then where where does the fight go then? But yeah, I think Jones Jones just slightly ahead with the bookies. That that may that may change closer. But it's the name, it's the name value as well, isn't it? Again. I, th- I think when you think of, you know, fighters that have done so much in the business, John Jones is the first name. One of the first names you think about, just because of what he's done. Anderson Silva, yes, made records beating everybody. Tito and, and Chuck did the same. But when we look at light like, heavyweight, and yes, and Tito and Chuck are, are fixated in that division. You don't think of Chuck and Tito and, and what they did. You think of what jo- John Jones did and, and the opponents he beat. And how long he kept that title? Machida, Shogun, when they were at, they were at peak, they're probably at peak, weren't they? When he took them on, he was and only in his twenties. Don't forget when he fought Shogun. Fantastic, and fantastic fighters, fantastic fighters. But he made them look ordinary. You know, they are world class fighters. And as you say, the list, the list is so long. And he always, he always managed to find a way. Just he could adapt, couldn't he? Uh, Bar Gustafsson and Reyes, I think all the other fights, I, unless you can, you know, you're triggered there and you can remember, they were the closest two, weren't they? Or was he had another couple where you thought, oh, that was that was tight? 
No, I, th- I think like Thiago Santos was a challenging one for him because it was the first time he fought anyone at his sort of height. Yeah. And, and, but don't forget, like, you know, Thiago Santos blew, blew his ACL and, and I, I think another ligament in his leg during that fight. But he was causing problems with his leg kicks because he was very fast with those leg kicks, wasn't he, Thiago Santos, before that injury? Um, I think he struggled with that, but... You know, I mean, he still won the fight in in typical John Jones way. You know, I mean, used his IQ, used his pot shotting. Do you think that would be maybe like the blueprint for Cyril Gan watching what Santos did in terms of that, or would that does that not come into it? I think you can pick, but yeah, I think you can pick bits out of all the fights yeah. that John Jones has had. You know, what I mean, it's only towards the latter the latter stages of his two hundred five sort of career that you know. He got a bit lazier. I don't. I think. I think it's hard to say lazy. I think that's a bit of a horrible term to put it. I think he got bored at light heavyweight because he beat everyone. Then he was what rematching people, and the, the whole cloud over his head was, "Are oh, you going up to heavyweight?" Mm-hmm. And you know he's done the right thing in, in a way, though, Stuart. He has transitioned his body, and he's you not. Know. And he's not rushed. He's not rushed it, has he, by any stretch? Because we were no, he's taking his time. He's we taking were his talking time. about this. We were talking about this, like you know, maybe two years ago was probably the earliest time, wasn't it? When you were saying he he is getting ready to do it, so he's really took the time, hasn't he? You think when he came in, how young he was, and 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 you know, in in terms of he's, he's still got the years ahead of him, hasn't he? Because he's been he around was, so long. He has, and he's fought the best of the best. You know, we're going on about him moving up. And I've seen people, you know, complain about his physique because he's not, you know, there's a picture you pulled up before. But it's such a different way. You see, that's John Jones at, say, 205 and that's John Jones at 250. Yeah, sticker. And he said he said the other day is if this was a bodybuilding, you know, match, <laughs> I'd, 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 it'd be an issue. But it's yeah. not. Out he goes, I'll I'll figure out my next fight about shredding down. Listen, not a lot of fighters go up at, at 205 in a completely ripped in a six packs. They all can't look like Francis Ngannou or Czech Congo for another one. Yeah. You look like an absolute superhero, you know. But none of them apart from Ngannou, none of them actually were at 250. 250 is quite big. Usually you're looking, you know, for like the Garns in 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 the Miotic, you're you're looking at like what? 240, maybe just into 230s. Don't really see them go up to the no. 250, 260. No. Um, sort of, they keep it, they just they don't go too too big, do they? You know, they, they it's the same counting the same counting is that he can still move, yeah, twice as fast at 250. And if he can Absolutely. move like himself at 250 250 pounds, that's another like a holy shit moment, you know what I mean? Because it's a lot of weight to carry, Chris. Obviously, in closing, are we looking at a 5, 5 a.m. start or 5 start in the UK for the main event? Obviously, depending on undercard and times and stuff like that, are we saying about a 5 o'clock or 5 start tomorrow night? Uh, I think I think you are. I think, I think yeah. you know, I mean, Shevchenko and Grosso, depending on what Shevchenko you're going to get, if you're getting the one that wants to finish you very quickly and get you out of there, that fight, you're looking at, you could, you could look at R4 maybe. Um, but I think you know that fight's going to be close as well. Uh, Shevchenko, they'll, they? they'll, they'll put footage in if they are if they've got time to play with. No, I think they'll yeah. do a build, won't they? Leading into uh, it, I think, yeah, I think you're probably looking at 
five five thirty, aren't you? Usually the main event in especially over here is usually about that time and you know in the UK. So but you don't know as you say fights move so fast, it's not like uh, boxing, you know, when a fight finishes, they just fill a load of crap, don't they, before the next fight to keep the, the timing when UFC when a fight finishes early, it's quickly into the next. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to Ian Gary as well, who's fighting on the card again. Oh, is he? Is he on the what's he what's he on prelims? He's on the prelims. I look forward uh, to that, mate. I, I He's, he's there you go, Stuart. He's early prelim, but the early prelim card's quite stacked actually. So he's the just say he's the main event for the early prelim prelims before the prelim card. Kobe Garbrandt's on there, Stuart, as well. It's a good, it's it's going to be a stellar night, obviously. Tip, typified by the main event that we're finally getting. It's going to be John Jones and Cyril Gann for the heavyweight. It's for all, it's for all the marbles tomorrow night. And we can't wait. And Chris, thanks again for coming on. That's fine. Preview. We'll have the review. And I can't wait. And as, as we say, I'm just going to ask you one more time. If I have to press you, go on, who, who comes out on top? Maybe just throw a round in before we go. Ah, right. I'm going to go because I have to because I just, I've just seen it enough. I think John Jones' unanimous decision win. Um, I think he's just IQ Stewart. I think he's going to. He might lose lose a round, but I, I just think he's. Once he gets hold of Cyril Garn, I think Cyril Garn's going to struggle because, if, like I said, if Francis and Garner can take him down, and now you're fighting someone who can actually wrestle with elite level wrestling. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's but it's still tangible because I could be wrong, and Cyril Garn might hit him on. I know how much I know how much you like Cyril Garn. I know. Yeah, I don't want to go against him. It hurts like, me to go against him. He's, he's it's fantastic. Another European fighter up there. You know, he, he's he's fantastic. He's different. But yeah, we cannot wait for tomorrow night. So we reckon about five half five in the UK Sunday morning, America. Obviously, it's in Vegas. And yeah, we look forward to it. And I can't wait to review it with you, Chris. Yeah, next good one. week, and we'll be able to talk about all the good stuff after. Lovely, jubbly. Thank you once again, Chris Hume, for coming on Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Appreciate you having me on, mate. Fight, big Fight Weekly onus on, on a huge, huge night tomorrow night in Vegas. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it, mate. Take care, pal. Thank you. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.